Okay, hello everybody. Welcome into this episode of Frederick Uncut. We are here today with FNP reporter for the second time, Ryan Marshall. How are you? Good, thank you. That's good. It's good to have you here. And also Kevin McMullen. Um, how are you, sir? I'm, I'm well. <laughs> you, I'm well. You're retiring from FCPS, I think, after 30 years, 26 years? Uh, yeah, 26 years here in uh, Frederick County. I did 14 years in Anne Arundel County. Okay. Is it good? Feel good to be retired at this point? <laughs> um, well, it's kind. Of, it's kind of interesting, you know. It's it's uh, it's a summer months, and uh, I'm not doing anything that I wouldn't usually do this time of year yet. Yeah. The big difference is going to be August the eighth mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. the teams gear up and get rolling, and I'm not, you know, dealing with my coaches and. Mm-hmm. And getting things online. So, like right now, you know, I, I uh, July one was my first day of retirement. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm still doing the. Uh, well, July the, one. That's only two yeah, weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I'm still doing. You know, I'm just in, I'm in my vacation mode. That's good. You know? Yeah, the big difference is going to be in August. I can continue on it. <laughs> well, I want to talk about that when we when uh, when we get to August and what you might because I know it's tough to to give up, especially people who are sports oriented. You never feel like you never want to be away too long. So I'm going to eventually ask you if you think maybe someday you'll at least maybe get back into coaching or something if you ever feel restless. But for now, I'm interested in knowing more about where you came from and um, how you kind of you have a life in sports, essentially sports and education. Uh, Was that something you always wanted to do? Yeah. You know, the the phrase living a dream. (laughs) And I have I've had the good fortune and the blessing to be able to do that. So. I yeah grew up in uh, in uh, Brooklyn Park, which is a uh, is a uh, northern Anne Arundel County, kind of South Baltimore, and uh, I'm 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 one of one of five boys, mm-hmm. so it was an extremely competitive environment growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, including the dinner table. You know, <laughs> I mean, it was, you know, and it was just a uh athletics and sports it was just a major part of our lifestyle growing up uh my uh my my dad had played minor league baseball and was a uh season ticket holder for the colts so we grew up Mm -hmm. going to memorial stadium you know Mm -hmm. i had i had a picture of memorial stadium in my office at catoctin you know and and uh yeah so uh uh Growing up, you know, uh, uh, small parish uh, in Brooklyn, St. Rose of Lima. So I got involved in CYO sports at a young age. Started playing basketball, started playing soccer, uh, you know, and and that would take me kind of over into East Baltimore and played uh, Patterson Park and in those areas where, where you had the the uh, real hotbeds of soccer, the Greek community, the Italian community, you know, and it was just a, you know, it was, it was a great way to learn the game. Mm -hmm. So, uh, uh, I, uh, after, after I got out of St. Rosalie, I actually went to Cardinal Gibbons for two years and I played soccer there and, uh, uh, big, big, a very cool thing happened to me my freshman year at Cardinal Gibbons. Uh, First time I ever walked into a high school physical education class. Mm. And it was like, it was like, wow. It was like <laughs> the light bulb went on in my head. 
And as I like to tell people, my high school experience was so great and I enjoyed it so much, I decided to never leave. <laughs> well, did you go to college? Yeah, oh, I, yeah, I, I, absolutely. Yeah, so so I uh, went to Brooklyn Park High School. Uh, after two years at Gibbons, went to Brooklyn Park High School. I uh, played basketball and soccer there. Anne Arundel Community College for two years, played both sports there, and then I ultimately graduated from Towson and played soccer at Towson. Really? How was that experience? The, the difference between playing high school and college sports uh, to you, how was that? Was that a huge jump? Did you start at Towson? Yes. You did? What position? Yeah, I, I played a, uh, a midfield, uh, primarily an outside midfielder, but then, and then did play some striker as well. Hmm. And the, the, disparate, or the, the difference in competition between high school and college, was that a huge jump? Sure, you're dealing with you're dealing with men, right? You know, it's yeah. going from competing against boys to competing against men. Mm-hmm. You know, and so yeah, I mean, it was uh, Towson was a great experience for me. You know, I had I got an opportunity to do some travel, uh, and uh, the the Baltimore soccer scene at the time was was really awesome. The era that I came up in the '70s. Uh, we had a couple national champions that came out of the city of Baltimore, University of Baltimore, won a national championship, Loyola College at mm-hmm. that time. And it was just, you know, it was it was uh, a cool environment. That's cool. So I, I, did you ever want to try and do soccer professionally full time? Of course, everyone has that dream. Yes. Right. You know? <laughs> I think we all do sitting here. Right. <laughs> right. But then, you know, I mean, the, the, the reality you know, I mean, what, what, whatever, if, if th- those intrinsic, intrinsic athletic abilities, if you don't have the, the breakaway speed or the quickness to play at that level, mm-hmm. you know, so, uh, you know, I, when, when I got out, I was able to continue playing amateur soccer in the Ma- in Maryland major league for, you know, for about 10 years, you know, oh, wow. yeah, which, which was good. Uh, when when I got out when I got out of Towson, of course I majored in in, uh, in physical education mm-hmm. and, and, and health. Uh, when I got out out of Towson, I had a very cool thing happen. My high school uh, basketball coach had become the athletic director at my alma mater, at Brooklyn Park. So the fall after I graduated, he hired me to come back as the head soccer coach. Oh wow! At Brooklyn Park High School, which was you know just fantastic it was a, just a uh kind of a baptism by fire but it was a, a just a, a, a dream come true for me yeah how was that first year as coach what was your record um <laughs> not all, i can't, can't tell you all, all off the top of my head what what it was uh-huh. but i uh, uh I, I, Did you win more than you lost? Well, y- y- yeah, I, I, you know, some timing in life is everything. Mm-hmm. So I, 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 it, I took over a program that had gone winless the year before. Okay. Ah, so the bar was set very low. <laughs> okay. And we, I, I think we ended up winning nine games or so. Oh, that's a good turnaround. Yeah. Yeah. And we, we actually, we got ranked uh, in the top 10 in the Baltimore, um, Baltimore metropolitan area. Okay. But a really, a really cool thing happened to, to me at the end of that season. It was very pivotal for, for, my, for my journey. So uh, we're in the regional playoffs, and uh, 
you know, I uh, uh, probably overconfident, little too much uh, about me instead of understanding that it is all about the players and it's always about the players, mm-hmm. always. So I had a, had a uh, uh, tremendous lesson that I learned my very first year. We actually, in the third round of the playoffs, had to come to Catoctin High School in Thurmont, Maryland. And George Kuhn, who to me is the godfather of soccer in Frederick County, mm-hmm. was coaching at Catoctin High School. I had never met him before, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm this hot shot kid from down <laughs> in Brooklyn Park. You know, we're ranked in the metro area, and we're going to go up here into the mountains. And, well, they lit us up. <laughs> they lit us up. And it was just – it was a – it was an awesome experience for me and uh, uh, just a great, a great lesson in coaching and a great life lesson for me. I'm interested. You take over a no-win team, a team that had won no games previous the previous year. What's the first thing you do when you came in? Do you remember what was the, like some of the goals that you had set? Well, the, uh, I, I think that you've, you, you've, you've got to try to uh, – uh, get the players to believe in themselves and just be confident about what they're doing, mm-hmm. you know. And I, I think that um, that a lot of that happens just through establishing that very structured routine mm-hmm. and establishing the things that they need to do to be competitive, mm-hmm. you know, and just making that part of our daily routine. And then, you know, you get a little bit of a success and then you can build on that. You know, and they, they start to believe in themselves. Now, you taught a little bit uh, before you came to Frederick County, as you mentioned before. Uh, there was a quote that you had. It, this was a story I read from the Baltimore Sun in 1992, actually. You said, soccer is my first love. Uh, and if the position did not entail coaching soccer, I would not have taken it. That was about coming up uh, here. But eventually, you became, obviously, the athletic director, and you were not coaching soccer. So I want to ask you which you prefer uh, looking back. Would you have preferred to stay coaching soccer throughout your entire career or were you happy with being the athletic director? Well, you know, I, I had um, I had a good fortune to do both. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I, I, uh, I was able to coach uh, high school level varsity soccer for 26 years. Okay, mm-hmm. now part of that time I was also – an athletic director. Mm-hmm. I was athletic director. I finished up at Broadneck before coming up, uh, up to Frederick County as athletic director. Was a TJ for three years, and then I had a, a, the opportunity to open up Urbana High School. Mm-hmm. So when we first opened Urbana High School, I was the athletic director there. But at that time, you could coach. You could do both. Okay. You could do both. Mm-hmm. Okay. You can't do that now. Cannot right? do it now. Okay. You cannot do it now, and and it's good that you can't do it now. Okay, I mean, I really, I, I you know, it, it became, it became very clear to me when I was uh, doing both uh, positions at Urbana that it was, it, you know, it was very difficult to to really do everything I I needed to to provide for the athletic program and still do justice to the kids on my soccer team. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of, 
I kind of realized that, you know, something had to give. Now, you know, at, at that time, all three of my children were young, and it kind of became an easy decision for me. I stopped being athletic director, and I just continued coaching soccer. And then I, had, I just had a really a, a, an amazing opportunity while I was still teaching at Urbana. Uh, Rob Ryerson from Mount St. Mary's approached me. And uh, I had uh, six years where I was able to coach. Uh, I, was the, I was the assistant coach at Mount St. Mary's with Rob in the men's soccer program. And that was just, you know, as a career high school guy, then you get an opportunity to coach Division One soccer. Sure. And it was just really a, a, a tremendous experience. Why did you leave the Mount then after six years? Um, what was what was e- evolving was I realized that there there was going to be some opportunities for me to get back and do high school administration. Mm. Okay, and I had taken some measures. And of course, ironically, the year after I stopped with Rob, you know they they dropped they dropped the men's program at the mail. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so uh, w- while I had been uh, at Urbana, I was kind of you know uh, we live up up in Carroll Valley, right next to Ski Liberty. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. And we've lived there the entire time that, that we've been in Frederick County. So now, you know, twice a day when I'm at Thomas Johnson, I am at Urbana High School, I am passing Catoctin High School. Mm-hmm. So I always was kind of tracking it. And then when Tom Sherrill retired, I just felt that it was a really good opportunity for me to get back into the administrative side. And you know, I, I by that time I I coached soccer for thirty two years, so mm. you know I was pretty satisfied with with my career. Now, before we went on air, I think you were talking about Urbana, Ryan, and and uh, a certain favorite player you had. I yeah, we were just talking about. Um, I, I grew up in Pennsylvania and as a Penn State fan, I want to say one of my favorite players when I was probably in high school and and early in college was uh, Zach Mills, who was obviously one of the, uh, you know, the greater players in, in Urbana's uh, great run that they had. And he just, could you just talk a little bit about that Urbana, that string of Urbana teams and kind of what that era was like? Sure. sure. I mean, we, you know, we, we, we talk about Zach in terms of like at Urbana High School, but, you know, he, he at, at the time, you know, he set the uh, Maryland High School record for passing right. for a career. I mean, just he, Zach had a, had a phenomenal career. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, there, there was a run that we, we won, uh, four consecutive football state championships and Zach was quarterback with three of those. And, uh, his senior year was, uh, uh, just, just a very, very cool thing. Uh, Joe Paterno came down to Urbana high school to recruit him and uh, yeah, it was uh, uh, just just a gr- great opportunity. I had a I had a student aide, and uh, I I told him, listen, you you need to go down to the yearbook advisor <laughs> and tell her to send somebody down here with a camera. And I was able to get a, a, a picture with with Coach Paterno and and uh, and then uh, Larry Johnson. Okay. 
was yeah. was kind of working with us. I know he was the, the, the kind of the Maryland coordinator yeah, for that yeah, program. And there was again, I, I gave him the picture, and he got it signed for me, <laughs> and it hung in my office. So, yeah, yeah it, that 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 was really cool. I. Uh, when Coach Paterno came down, he spent an entire day with us hmm. at Urbana High School in our offices. He wanted he wanted to see Zach actually in a phys ed class. He wanted to be able to really firsthand see his athleticism. And of course, at the time, Zach also played basketball for us. Uh, I'm not positive about this, but I know for a long period of time, he was the all-time leading scorer in basketball as well. Oh, wow. A lot of people don't realize that. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, you know, regardless of the postscript, I am and always will be a huge Joe Paterno fan. And that's what I was I was going to ask you. Obviously, the perception of Paterno has, has changed a little bit. Uh, but what is it, as a coach, what was that kind of like to be able to interact with a legendary coach? No matter what else was going because he was, you know, a great coach and motivator of people kind of what was that did you learn anything yeah, I mean, from, well, from well, he was with him? he was you know cu- coming up in 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 the year now you know i my first year coaching was 1978 hmm. okay so you know i mean i have i have different different coaches you know at that you would try to emulate that would be role models and certainly coach paterno was one of those and i just i really liked like he he was you know, so committed for his players to understanding that it's all about the team and everybody is team oriented. You never saw a Penn State player with his name on the back of his jersey when when Joe Paterno no. was a coach there. You know, yeah. and it was you know I just I just liked uh, it. I I believe that he had a lot of uh, a lot of it was very simplistic about what his expectations were for his, for his players. And yeah, I mean, it just, you know, I thought it was a great role model and it continues to be a great role model. You know, my, my, in my personal opinion, what ha- what happened was just such an unbelievably unfortunate set of circumstances. And I'm, I'm in a school of thought that believes that the statue should go up and it be, should be twice as tall. <laughs> um, you had said something that I was interested in as well, that you played uh, when you were in high school, you played soccer and b- basketball, I think, right? And Correct. You mentioned uh, Zach Mills playing football and basketball. Um, we see more and more, I think, student athletes, kids um, in high school focusing on just one sport uh, and, and then playing with club teams and and intramural teams. Kind of, what what are your what are your thoughts on that? As far is there value to kind of playing multiple sports and being multiple multi multidisciplinary, I guess, um, and teaching just kind of general athleticism and helping to kind of develop that aspect of a- an athlete. A- absolutely, absolutely. I, I think that the 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 specialization in sports, I I help. I, I really think that that is uh, that's holding kids back from becoming the athletes that they can be. And for somebody like somebody like me and my contemporaries who, you know, I mean, I, I am just, I am, I'm enthralled with the high school experience. And I, I am a big advocate of, of all, all students, student athletes taking advantage of all the opportunities that they have. 
Mm. Now, you know, school like Catoctin, you know what? We, we, we've got a nucleus of athletes that, that are at that school. We need them mm. to be multi-sport athletes in order for us to be successful. So if I've got an elite athlete walking around a hallway and they're only going to be playing one sport, then, I mean, that, it, it, I believe that, that it affects them in their personal development, but it also affects our entire program. Now, the top, you know, it's really cool because I had an opportunity to be at a couple mega schools. I was at Broadneck. I was at Urbana. Okay. Mm -hmm. My upbringing was at a small school in Anne Arundel County, Brooklyn Park. And then I got to finish my career at Catoctin, another small school. I love that small school setting. It's so cool. Absolutely dynamic coaches up there. Doug Williams, Mike Franklin, Amy Atwistle, Jess Valentine, they will all tell you the same thing. They want their athletes to be multi-sport athletes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like there, there are – there are kids spending a lot of money to get private coaching, and they think that this is going to take them to a certain level. You, you know, there's there's nobody in Frederick County that knows more about baseball, no one, than Mike Franklin at Catoctin High School. Now, these parents that want to go out and spend money right. to get something that Mike provides as part of his program, I mean, you know, just, mm. you know. And you always heard about great athletes when I was growing up, you know, they play football or, or soccer in the fall and basketball in the winter and, and run track or play baseball in the spring. And that was kind of, they just kind of kept active all year long. Do you think that that has been lost a little bit? Well, I, I, yeah, to a certain extent, to a certain extent. And I, I think that that's, you know, that's unfortunate. And that's been an evolution that, that, that has happened. I'm that I'll never forget when I, when I was in, uh, when I was in Anne Arundel County, Gary Williams was was coaching in Maryland, and there was a, a kid by the name of Tebow, uh, Brad Tebow uh, from Glen Burnie High School, who who Gary was recruiting, and Gary Williams came up to watch him play soccer. He wanted to see what he was doing on the soccer field, and it was the same kind of thing that Paterno did with Zach. You know, right. He wanted to see where he was athletically, but you know, not necessarily in football, but as a basketball player. Gary Williams wanted to see this kid play as a soccer player. And I just, I, I, I think that, that, that a lot of people that know what's going on realize that there's a lot of benefit in being a multi-sport athlete and what that does to the development of the player. Sure, I agree. I'm interested, you know, talking a little bit about that, just sort of in general, the role of sports in a, in a student's life. Uh, you know, I'm assuming you fall on the side that, Sports enriches uh, a, a student's high school experience, right? Not not only enriches it, but in some cases, it's the only reason that they're coming to high school. Mm. Okay, and that is that that's our, that's our reality. You know, I mean, I think that any vibrant high school has a has a lot to offer the kids in the community to give them reasons to be involved. You know, we have this uh, this this small high school up in the northern part of the county. Our FFA kids, okay. I mean, they they do national competitions. That's the hook. That's why they're going to school, mm-hmm. okay. And I mean, you you could say the same for the the theater arts 
or the music, I know that we have, we have students that if they were not involved in our athletic program, they'd, they would drop out of school. They wouldn't even be in school. Talking about the different sports as well and being multi-sport athletes, you were a, an athletic director. I have to ask you, were there any sports you didn't like? <laughs> were there any ones that you were like, oh, I don't really care as much about, uh, we'll just say basketball, even though I know you played basketball, but basketball, soccer, like football, you, you played basketball and soccer in high school. When it comes to dealing with sports you're, you didn't play in your life, how did you? Well, I, I, th- I think to, to be an effective athletic director, to be an a- effective leader, that you, uh, you know, y- you've got to basically treat everyone the same way Mm -hmm. okay now i had had great experiences with with football throughout my career you know even though i did not play one of my my high school mentors grant jones was he was the head football coach and you know he reached out to me because he knew i was an athlete at the high school and i developed a relationship with him so, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I think the, to be effective, you've got to be an equal opportunity mm-hmm. athletic director, right? Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, you know, and, and you know, I, I've, had, I've had some awesome football coaches that I worked with here in Frederick County, Dave Crothers, Joe Polis, now Doug Williams, okay? I had close personal relationships with all those guys, mm-hmm. you know? I wanted to work closely with them to make sure we're on the same page. So, I, like to answer your question, I don't, I don't think it was. It's so much. Uh, are there any sports that I particularly disliked? What I found myself, I kind of developed a mentality that um, I w- was willing to work as hard as the head coach was committed to their sport. Mm. Okay, so. Yeah. And, and, you know, we've, um, uh, Mariah Stone is our field hockey and girls lacrosse coach. She's totally committed to what she's doing. Mm-hmm. When I see somebody like that that's willing to work that hard at what she's doing, then I'm, I'm going to work that hard for her. So, you know, now, you know, some coaches, unfortunately, they take a liaison fair attitude towards it. Uh, I don't know if I'm as, as committed. Do you have uh, over your tenure? Do you have, we'll say, the your maybe your most favorite memory, one of your your best memories as an athletic director, not a coach per se, but as an athletic director? Well, um, I've I've got a got a couple. Um, had a very cool thing when we when we opened up Urbana. We only it was it was very unique and. You know we're not we're not doing this with the high schools now. We open up with only a ninth grade. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, and then we added a grade each year. Hmm. So the very first year that we opened, we had a, we had a uh, a very talented ninth grade ninth grade girl, uh, Liz Lowry, and she won a cross country state championship at the one A level. Wow. And wow. it was you know we just opened up. Yeah. You know, it was the very first fall, and we had a state championship. A state champion. That was really cool, you know. Yeah. Um, you know, some of the some of the first, like you know, uh, we uh, 
when we we won a first state football championship. You know, I mean, that was that at Urbana. That 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 was big. Um, one of my favorite ones at at, at I mean, we we uh, um, we we have enjoyed a lot of success. Um, uh, Terry Terry Gibbons, just a dynamic coach, uh, won four cross country state championships just during my tenure uh, of the eight years that I was there. Uh, we won a softball state championship. One of my favorite memories is uh, uh, winning a baseball state championship up at Cal Ripken Stadium, mm. and uh, uh, it was uh, the 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 first baseball state championship that Catoctin High School won. We've had tremendous success with baseball, and to finally break through, that was like really really cool. It was a great day. Uh, we had a, had a, uh, a dynamic picture by the name of Alex Kennedy, um, and uh, uh, I, I mean I'll, I'll never I'll never forget it. it was a tr- just a tremendous day, tremendous experience. Um, was to go to Mount St. Mary's uh, to play baseball there, and unfortunately, uh, he he passed away from a from a drug overdose. So, you know, that was, I mean, it was, that that's something that is, I'm going to carry with me for the rest of my life, that whole experience. Yeah. Were there any, the other sort of side of the, the, the best moments would have to be regrets. Do you have any over, over your career? Well, um, you know, I, I, uh, um, you know, like like I said, I, I got an opportunity to to uh, coach high school soccer for 26 years, and enjoyed a lot of success at at the different schools that I coached at. Um, uh, I was uh, fortunate enough to coach five region championship teams. Only made it to the state championship game one time, and that was in 1990, and we lost in a double overtime game against Bowie. Oh, no. So, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, I had a, a very long fulfilling career, but you know, you, you know, that, that ultimate goal winning the state championship, I, my, you know, I was never able to achieve that. So, you know, but you know, the, the, the thing with competitive athletics, you know I mean? Like, uh, like, you know, win loss records, championships, like a lot of that stuff, I, you know, I, I can't remember the specifics, but what I do remember is the relationships that I have with the, with the kids that I got to coach, the coaches, the mm-hmm. assistant coaches that I work with, and you know, the relationships are really what, what stay with you. Um, we usually we we have a lot of fun things to ask to usually wrap these up. Oh, Not okay. that this hasn't been fun. <laughs> but before we get there, Ryan, I want to make sure we uh, didn't miss anything you wanted to ask about. I, I just um, before we wrap up, and kind of following up on on memories and, and dealing with different kids um, as a coach, and also I guess as an AD, but also mostly as a coach, is it more satisfying or more fun to have the incredibly talented kid the star or is it more satisfying to have the role player that you can kind of mold a little bit and get that that isn't quite as athletic not as fast can't do everything that the star the star players do or the starters do uh but you can kind of 
what's kind of more satisfying as a coach to have a great player or to have a, a, a less talented player who I say you can kind of get a little more out of maybe this, overachieves. This is going to sound like a cop out, but the answer <laughs> to that question is both. <laughs> right. I mean, and, and you know, some, you know, every, every successful team I've ever had had a combination of those two players. Right. Okay. And you've got, you know, those, those special players that can scoring a goal in soccer is a tough thing. It is hard. Okay. And it takes mm-hmm. a special skill set to be able to do that. And you've got, you know, you know, very, very, you know, talented players with the ball, but then you've got to have those role players who, you know, there's creators, but you got to have some destroyers too, mm-hmm. you know, and you need, you need those role players to take on some of the stuff that's not as glamorous. And yeah, you know, when you can, you know, when you can, can get somebody who is not as talented, who can contribute to the team, you know, and, and help in the success, that's, that's very gratifying. You know, I, I was, I was talking before about relationships. One of uh, my, my wife, my wife is, uh, is Linda. Uh, we've been married for 37 years now. Um, one of the most gratifying things about being involved in coaching is when I get invited to one of my former players' weddings, you know, and just, you know, I, when I talk, I talk about relationships and establishing those relationships with kids and establishing um, the level of trust and really getting to know them, you know, um, what 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 I have what I have found is when you when you can show uh, student athletes that you genuinely care about them and that you are committed to them as people in their development, that they they'll they'll do anything for you, you know, right. and yeah, and and I. You know, I think that that is the most rewarding aspect of what I've been involved in. Sure. We use is that yeah, is that, is that a good yeah. answer, Ryan? That's <laughs> absolutely that's no, that's exactly what I wanted to know. Um, we usually uh, we have some silly things to ask at the end, but I want to ask you specifically, rather than what we normally do, I want to ask you specifically about soccer because I know soccer is sort of a love of your life, uh, at least so I've read. It's a passion. Um, so I'll start overall, and this is a very broad question, but uh, coming away, we're only a day removed when we tape this from the conclusion of this year's World Cup. What's your overall takeaway? Did you get a chance to watch a lot of the matches? Uh, y- yeah, yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, we... <sighs> People like me, we wait four years for this thing. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Okay. And, you know, like initially what happened, you know, all my, uh, my brothers, my nephews, I've got a lot of my nephews, my son, a lot of them grew up playing soccer. Mm -hmm. Some of them played at a very, very high level. We're all kind of vested in it. And then uh, the United States doesn't qualify. Yeah. yeah. Okay, and that's like, you know, we're like, man, my summer has been ruined. So, yes. it, and it, it, it took me a little to get over that. Mm-hmm. But then once the cup starts and you start watching the group play and, you know, you're following favorite teams, you know, I mean, it's just, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, 
My sister lives in Berlin, Germany. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So, so you were rooting for Germany? Of course. <laughs> of course. And, uh, yeah, uh, I, had a, I had a cool thing. Linda and my son Patrick and I went to Berlin in 2006. We were there when they hosted the cop. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so we're, 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 we're vested in German soccer. Mm-hmm. So if the United States isn't going to be in, then, you know. Yes. This is the next best thing for me. So, so we are, you know, we're, we're pretty much calling every day of the matches and everything. And of course, you know, they don't, they don't get out of the group play, (laughs) which was a surprise, which was a pretty big surprise. Argentina doesn't. Well, I think Brazil, Brazil does not. I thought they got through out of group, right? Yeah. They just, yeah, they barely got out of group, but then I think lost in the first round of the night. Right. Well, I mean, just, just for those teams to get knocked out so early, Germany, Brazil, Argentina, and you know, the, these, the front runners, the teams that you think that are going to advance and, you know, really make some noise, you know, they keep getting knocked down. It's like whole thing was wacky. You know, it was the whole thing was wacky. I was really surprised. I, well, I don't know. I should I shouldn't say surprised. I was impressed with with the venues that they had in Russia. Mm-hmm. They were just some some gorgeous looking stadiums, mm-hmm. and of course, I I guess information getting out of Russia is a little bit different than information getting out of the United States. But it sounds like it went pretty smoothly. Yeah, I mean, by all accounts, it seems that way. Yeah. And although I think from what you said before, you were pretty upset with the way the final went yeah. down. Yeah, <laughs> I was. I really, really started uh, rooting big time for Croatia, you know. And I was, you know, and then they they had an amazing cup, but uh, you know, just France was just, you know, is loaded. I mean, they've got mm-hmm. tremendous level players, but you know, obviously, you could have made a lot of money. In Vegas, betting a Croatia uh, France final. I don't think anybody saw it coming. Yeah, is it? Uh, I don't want to get too far off, but is it? Is it? Uh, is it going to be bad for soccer in the United States if the men's national team isn't going to be regularly if they if they can't get to the level of, of consistently making the World Cup? Is that going to damage? Is that going? Not going to be good for soccer in the United States. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, we we need to be able to get it to to be to have our U.S. national team playing at the highest level, you know. And and I I think that they've really got to do do some soul searching and some examining of exactly where we are and um, how the system is running right now. Well, that, that leads me to the next question I was going to mm-hmm. ask, though, is how do you fix U.S. soccer? <laughs> You're, you coach soccer almost your whole adult <laughs> life. What would you do if they gave you the keys right now? What would be one of the first things you'd do? I think that, I think that we've got to take a hard look at our, 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 some of our current, like our, <laughs> our club organization and our current system now of kids – kids coming up and you know um division one soccer okay right it's it's not it's not serving the same person purpose as division one football and preparing kids to play in the nfl Mm -hmm. and division one basketball preparing kids to play in the nba okay there's no model in the world that is using 
the collegiate level mm-hmm. to develop kids to play right. soccer at the international level. Yeah. So, you know, I we need to make sure that we are giving opportunities. Uh, I th- I think that we need to meet, be more diverse in our makeup right now. Okay, mm-hmm. I think that I you know I really like to see uh, more Latino kids involved at the upper levels mm-hmm. for for us. Mm-hmm. Okay, and uh, I just I I really like to see us be more diverse with with the the makeup of of those upper level teams that we have. Are you a fan of DC United? Do you go to any of those? Um, I I am. I'm excited about the new venue. Well, it had a rocky opening, yeah. from what I understand. A beam fell down at one point, and I don't know. And people were complaining about the Wi-Fi, which is very important in soccer, I guess. But <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, uh, you know, with uh, so many years, you know, the the pro the DC pro team played down at RFK, mm-hmm. you know, and and. You know, they, they went through, you know, uh, different looks, you know, and, mm-hmm. and they had some very good teams. But, you know, it, the venue was just was just too big, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. I mean, it would be they, they could have 15,000, 20,000 people in there and it would still look it, empty. Yeah. So I like the fact that it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a smaller venue. Yeah. I haven't been down to it yet. So, I mean, I, I you know, I don't, but I am looking forward to it. Do you have a preferred as as a as a coach? You have a preferred formation that you always like to work with. Well, I, I think it really just depends on uh, the players, the players, the yeah. personnel that you have. So, you know, and it, you know, at the high school at the high school level, I mean, and even at the collegiate level when I when I w- was coaching at the Mount, you know, that can change from one year to the next. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I think you've got to be able to to uh, to adapt with it, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I mean, I I have have had just a lot of different variations, just depending on mm-hmm. on the on the type of players that we have. That's fair enough. I have one more. Ryan, do you have any, any no, soccer related questions? I, no? I can contribute very little to okay. conversations about <laughs> soccer. So, um, real quickly, and I alluded to this when we began. We'll get you out of here on this. Coaches have a hard time staying retired forever and ever and ever. Do you ever see yourself maybe getting back? And even if, if you're coaching, say, four to six year old kids or something like that. Sure, sure. I think I, I think that 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 um, that I would leave myself open to that. Um, I, I I got my first my first job was serving newspapers when I was 12 years old. Wow. Okay? Huh. And I have basically had some kind of job ever since mm-hmm. so now you know like i'm at this stage for right now you know i uh, i just i don't think i want to do anything for a little while <laughs> that's good you know yeah well yeah. i mean you can deliver newspapers here if you'd like yeah we're always, huh? <laughs> there, there you go but but yeah to, to answer your question uh, uh we're expecting our fifth grandchild and yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't count any anything out um you know just just kind of have to see how that goes uh I enjoy golf, and I'm not happy with my. <laughs> I'm, I'm at a 20 handicap right now. I don't like it, 
So that's one of the things that I'm going to be kind of spending time on. You got to get down to a 15 before well, the end of the summer. I'm, right? I, I don't know if I could do by the end of the summer, but that that that's, that would be nice. Well, Kevin McMillan, thank you so much for taking the time. We wish you the best in your retirement. And uh, I'm sure everybody, on behalf of everybody you worked with, uh, would love to thank you for everything that you've done for the school district. And good luck in the future. Thanks very much. Thank you.